Hello, you are now listening to Real Matters of the Heart, the podcast, where we say life is all about chances and you can determine how many you take, but not how many you get. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Joy. I am your host. And yes, this is my very first episode of 2017. I know it's February and it may seem like we're a little bit late in the game, but hey, life just keeps on lifing. And so that's just what it is. (laughs) But I haven't forgotten about you. And I'm excited to bring you this very special Valentine's Day episode. My guest today is Tyree Vance. He is a photographer and videographer, an educational consultant, a mentor, a brother, a friend, and just an all-around beautiful being who I am blessed to have in my life. Some of you may remember that Tyree was on episode number two of the podcast entitled Do Your Homework. You can listen to that episode on iTunes if you search hashtag R-M-O-H Or on SoundCloud, search Joy Hearts, J-O-I-H-E-A-R-T-S, for the Real Matters of the Heart podcast archived episodes. But today, we are on episode number 14, and we are talking about, duh, none other than love, because it is Valentine's Day. And that's just what it is. Y'all know how much I love love, and this is the day that's set aside for that. And so we're going to be talking about relationships. Namely, some of the things that we're going to be addressing in this episode is the importance of being just friends at the foundation of your relationship. We're also going to talk about how to choose from a different heart space. If you found that your relationships haven't worked the way that you would like them to, could it be that you are choosing from a place that's not serving you? So we're going to talk about how to choose from a different heart space when you're choosing your mate. We're also going to be talking about creating your own context in a relationship And the four things women want from a man. And of course, last but not least, we are going to be sharing a little bit of tea. Because yes, it is Valentine's Day. And I know we love the Valentine's Day tea. So Tyree and I do have a secret that we're going to share with all of you. And so without further ado, here is episode number 14 of the Real Matters of the Heart podcast entitled Kiss and Tell. So I am sitting here with Tyree, who is on for the second time. Yep. How are you? I'm great. Okay. So I was looking back. You were on the first time uh, in May of 2016, and we talked about a couple of different things. Namely, you came in with a book book called The Four Things Women Want from a Man by A.R. Bernard. And I was like very curious to know why you were reading it. Um... And where you were getting from it, it was, and it was ironically, <laughs> you told me you started reading it because a girl that you were dating at the time told it, told you that you needed to read it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and she was right. Uh, <laughs> she was spot on. I definitely didn't need to uh, read it. And he talked about the four things. And uh, Aaron Bernard, he's actually a pastor out of New York, and he says these are not only the four things that women want from a man, but it's the four things that God wants for you. And then as I discovered what those four things are, I was like, shoot, I want that for me too. Mm -hmm. And uh, those four things being maturity, decisiveness, consistency, and strength. Mm. And And he dives down deep into each of those and then it's really cool because it has like a prayer at the end and something to really like contemplate on so this is a book that for me I can continue to read and revisit and as I continue to grow in each of those areas so it was was a really necessary read right yeah well (laughs) it's interesting because May of last year we're talking about this book everything is great I'm agreeing with a lot of things you're sharing with me in the book and now, fast forward to 
2017, February. Yes. And um, I can say, yeah, those are four things that a woman wants from a man. Particularly me as a woman from my man, who is now you. Yeah. Surprise, everyone. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> and so, Tyree and I are now in a relationship, and we kind of just wanted to share with you guys what that transition was like from being just friends to now being in this committed relationship. Um, because we feel like there's a lot of information about there with people talking kind of retrospectively about, you know, how to find that person once they've been in it for a while. And we appreciate their wisdom, but I think there's a voice missing for the people who are kind of in the trenches now. And there's a special kind of connection that you can have with people when you are in it with them, when you can say, me too. Um, so you brought the book and then, so now I'm reading the book and I'm like, for sure. It's talking a lot about how the context of relationships and the way that people approach relationships has changed um, over time. And it talks about how early on women were seeking security, um, financial, physical, emotional, and otherwise from their, from their mate. And oftentimes men were marrying simply because they wanted to make an honest woman out of the, out of, you know, their wives, if they were going to have children with them and they wanted to, you know, have sex with them, all those things. And so that was kind of like the, reasonable logical thing to do and then it kind of shifted at the point of um what was it the revolution industrial revolution Mm -hmm. and they talked about how like um you know things started changing and women started entering the workforce and things started happening and roles started to to shift and so women started seeking um more companionship and affection from their partner and it was less about security because they could kind of get their own so that was kind of like the original independent woman movement i guess and then it's kind of evolved from there and the and the the dynamic of of relationships has changed yeah but more more than that um what he does really well is that i believe that as people but specifically as men we need systems of thought Mm -hmm. um sort of like guideposts Mm -hmm. to help us navigate life well Mm -hmm. and specifically relationships Mm -hmm. we don't have these conversations in our home like this is one of the things that we don't get taught Mm -hmm. a lot you know more commonly we don't get taught about um, how to be in relationships and what are meaningful things in relationships that are really down to principles, not just techniques like mm-hmm. do this. Because, you know, right. I, what one woman might like, another one might hate. Mm-hmm. But when it goes down to, like, principles, those are the things that uh, always are, they, they they will stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. They're all, they're, it's, a, it's a truth. Right, right. You know, and so um, giving a system of thought and living principle-centered lives within our relationships, I, I think that... Uh, is something that is something very valuable to teach people, yeah. specifically men right. as well. And so that's why um, the, the woman I was dating at the time, she was like, you know, you do this men's work and all that. Mm-hmm. So um, this would be really good for you. And then just based off of what she knew about me as well, mm-hmm. my interest and in, in what I was thinking. And so, um, yeah, it was a great Great read, and I, I recommend all men and women read this book. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I'm not finished it yet, um, and I'm kind of reading it in between schoolwork <clears throat> and all these other things. But 
it's so far been very good and, and for me just as a woman reading about it understanding kind of the evolution of re- uh, relationship dynamics and kind of as I'm still becoming more familiar with my expectations and my desires um, in terms of how I want to show up in relationship so and not just romantic relationship and marriage but friendship or you know business relationships or whatever that might be just um, becoming more and more clear about how I want to show up, what I expect to get, which also means being clear about what I intend to give and um, how who I intend to be. And so throughout this episode, and I guess be sharing elements, different parts of our story and how we came to be um, together in a relationship after three or four years of friendship, genuine, solid friendship, like real life when he came on last year in May and we were talking in my mind there, I, I just didn't, I was in another relationship. And like you, like we said, he was reading this book at, you know, the recommendation of another girl he was seeing. And so this was, we were real life, genuine friends, which I think is a huge difference is why I'm experiencing a huge difference with this relationship, um, versus past relationships. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Um, and different meaning much better, more solid, much more comfortable, feeling much more authentic, Definitely feeling more secure and accepted, not feeling like I'm having to play a lot of the games that I probably wouldn't have called games, but we're definitely um, kind of hiding pieces of me, manipulating the situation. Oh, I don't know if I want to share that so soon. What are you going to think if I say Mm -hmm, that or mm -hmm. show you this part of me? And things that we do when we're getting ready, when we're kind of approaching a new relationship versus we're just friends and not that I don't care what you think of me, but like not in the context of like oh no, you know, like I like you and like I don't want to be vulnerable in that way. Like there was just this really authentic authentic kind of just the way I showed showed up in our friendship that when we moved into our relationship, I felt like, well, I can't hide now. Like, you know, like you didn't already seen it. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's really um, helpful. Yeah. Really helpful. So let's talk a little bit about Kind of, I guess we start from the beginning, right? So, which I don't even really, I'm not even really clear where that beginning is. Hmm. <laughs> like, in my mind, the clearest beginning is Disneyland, but right. I feel like there was like a a prequel <laughs> like, right. that like was like before that, and then it kind of just all exploded at Disneyland. Is what I feel like. Yeah, I think that that is. Some that we could definitely agree, agree <laughs> up on that. Um, okay. I know the first for me was uh, went out to an event and and you were like, "Hey, I, I told you about an event I was going to mm-hmm. uh, with a with a homeboy of mine, and you ended up bringing your friends, mm-hmm. and so we danced mm-hmm. that night, and I was like, hold up." <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> yeah, right. Definitely had a Nate Dogg moment. So much Nate Dogg. <laughs> and uh, I was like, uh, wait, I think I'm feeling something. And so I, I, I took like a week or so to really like interrogate those feelings. Like, mm-hmm. is, uh, am I just, is it the drink? <laughs> is it just like, what is What's it? happening? Yeah. What's happening? And and, um, and then I, you know, kind of pulled in like people that are close to me. And I was like, yo, like... I think I'm getting feelings for my friend, but I really don't want to because we're friends, right. you know, and, and that's a, that's kind of like an automatic 
thing for me because I'm like, in my mind, I was like, well, my friends, mm-hmm. they usually tend to stay in my life longer mm-hmm. than people that I date because, mm-hmm. you know, like people are like, well, if we're not dating, then I don't want to be your What's friend. What's the use? So, yeah. Like, like, so <laughs> what are you good leave. for? <laughs> right. So people leave. Yeah. And, and it always made me feel crazy because like afterwards people were like, I don't want to, it feels like being demoted, I guess. Oh, that's like, interesting. So, so they're like, well, I don't want to just be your friend. Mm, just. And so after hearing that a lot, yeah. I'm like, Okay, so there's no re- there's no coming back from right. if we Once cross, you cross this the line, line point of no return. No, yeah. yeah, and I was like, no, and I already, you know, have been so invested in in your life, mm-hmm. um, personally and professionally, and so mm-hmm. um, I was clear about how much you mattered to me, and I was just like, mm, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, you know, like I. I think I that's valid. Not. That's a valid like concern because I think I've certainly been there and I certainly had that same self-check moment. But for me, it was a little bit different in that, I don't know, I guess I didn't feel like I, I needed to make any decision. I just felt like, well, maybe you like him. Okay. And like that just needed, it didn't need to be anything. Like for me, I just felt like Maybe you don't, it doesn't need to be anything. Maybe you just need to acknowledge that. And like, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was interesting. I should also note that I was like literally fresh out of another relationship that I was very clear needed to be over. And so another part of, from my perspective, um, exploring my feelings for, for Tyree was, oh man, like I'm fresh out of this thing. And you knew, right? Because we're friends. So I talked to him about it. So he knew that I was fresh out of this relationship. And what I didn't want it to look like was I'm using you as a rebound or, you know, any other thing, any other thing that could have looked like I was manipulating this. Like, oh, I'm telling you I'm out of this relationship because now I'm trying to like push up on you or like, so it was a lot of like maybe apprehension around what you're going to think of me if I like make a move or say something about how I'm feeling. Right, but with along though, along with me needing to take inventory, like, well, is this real? Are you feeling him because you just got out of this other thing and now you, you're still in this like headspace of wanting to be in a partnership, and so you just see somebody who is a great candidate because you're dope, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, but like trying to fill that spot, right? So, similarly, wanting to be honest about where what was my come from, and then also be um taking some inventory about like what was the the quote-unquote risk of of that moving forward and but we had already determined like we were lifers and i was so dead ass when i said that like i was so dead ass serious like i don't care what's happening you're gonna be in my life so forever right so there's that so that's interesting totally not ever in my mind at least expecting it to take that turn so can we pause for the cause and like give that like kind of context mm-hmm. around lifer so um and we probably did this before but we, we certainly said it before um, yeah the, the term lifer and so the this concept of being a lifer came to me through one of my friends we were all <clears throat> it was a, a few of us and i was getting ready to turn 30 at the time and we were talking about and I'm, and who was leading the discussion is a married couple that i've known since i was in undergrad and the thing which was it just like hit me so beautifully uh, they said you know a lot of times you hear 
people say, you know, who do I want to spend the rest of my life with from a romantic mm-hmm. uh, kind of like context. Mm-hmm. However, she, they challenged us and saying like, well, who are those people? As you get older, you think about, you start to think about who do you want to spend your the rest of your life with? Mm-hmm. Who are those friends that you want to confide in? Who are the people that you want to be your, you know, uncle and Mm-hmm. And aunt to your children or godparents right, to right, your right. children and stuff yeah. like that. And, and people that you want to, like, who who do you want in your village, essentially? Right, or your tribe. That's, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Like, a lot of people are using that village and tribe terms these days, which I think is really appropriate. I'm I'm all for that community. We've always talked about this, Tyree, and I always talk about, like, the importance of having a solid community of people that we can grow with, learn with, and learn from. Um, and all of that. So yeah, that's that's huge. And you were actually just commenting earlier on my friendships and how I have a lot of most of my friends are minimally fifteen years deep. Like we've been in this thing, really yeah. friends. Most of my friends. And then I have some newer friends. Newer meaning like maybe six or seven years. Yeah. So that's still a very long time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so definitely we had already decided just even back then. You know, like, yeah, you're going to be, we around. This is it. Yeah. You're not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. And this is just what it's about to be. And so. Um, yeah, I just thought you were going to be like Auntie Joy. <laughs> we both agreed also that um, we were shocked, right, by like this moment of like, wait a minute. We like each other. <laughs> like we were both shocked by it, but then not surprised by it. Right. Like it didn't yeah. feel unnatural or forced at all and so so fast forward so you danced we danced at the party and you were like telling your friends like wait a minute i have i might have feelings for my friends and and their responses were were like i actually was talking to my younger sister Mm -hmm. (laughs) who has not dated (laughs) like remotely (laughs) like but you know we were talking about stuff and things, and so, <laughs> and so I said, man, I don't know. And she was like, and it was kind of perfect because she's like, Duh, that's what you want. Like, and and I've heard women say this before. Yeah. Like, like girls I have a date, I was like, what do you look for? <laughs> and they'll say these things, and then one of the things that always came up was like, I wanna, I wanna marry my best friend. Yeah. Which and so kinda... my sister was like. <laughs> That's perfect. Like, you should totally do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, like, like, because this is it. It's your best friend. Like, right. That's, that's so why funny. you should do it. And the, but it's so crazy because I think when we say that, at coming women, I think we think we're supposed to say that. And so, like, not that we're like, it's like it's like a seed that's been planted and we say it, but we don't really know what it means. It's going back to what I was saying before, which is, so even if I see this guy and we meet and we're like, oh, we're yeah. going to date and I decide, like, we should be friends first. I'm going about it still with this other thing in mind. So I'm not really approaching it the same way I would genuinely approach just a friendship. Because I have this other thing in mind that's like, but when we graduate to this, there's some shit that I don't really want you to know. So I'm going to... So I'm not fully being that. Even though I'm telling myself the story that I want to marry my best friend, I'm not really allowing the relationship usually to actually blossom in that way. Because all these other feelings and things get involved before Mm -hmm. we can really build a solid friendship so i think 
in this way that we were just genuinely friends first with no ulterior motives. Neither one of us was like, you know, thinking back in whenever 2014, like eventually, you know what I mean? It was just like, hey, right. So there was no, there were no false pretenses with regard to how we were interacting at any point. And we were able to share stories that I probably wouldn't have told you. That part. (laughs) That's that's the thing that mattered the most to me Mm -hmm. because genuinely in dating for me it was all about like I I was working to get to the most authentic space possible Mm -hmm. but I still found myself like I don't want to say that because because the timing issue because I don't really know you that much so I like I I, I'll give you a little bit but I don't Mm -hmm. know if I really trust you enough and all that kind of stuff and even if things turn out to be really cool first few dates first few months like my general rule and this is would kind of be like a a thing with women like generally they didn't like it because they'll make up their mind pretty quickly mm-hmm. they're like one two months they're like so we're gonna be together right <laughs> yeah what, what are we for me <laughs> for me um just based on my experiences in the past like my emotions move slower mm-hmm. than usually than the women that I'm dating. And and so I want to see them in all four seasons, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually that's like the max. But I want to have shared... Ex- it's, it matters to me to have shared experiences. Mm-hmm. I want to piss you off. Not like intentionally, <laughs> but like... Just to I see, see how, if you, we can, how you do. Yeah. If we can like, like, you know, deal with that. If we can communicate effectively and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I've had certain situations people want to cut me off, like off of... A small, like, little snafu. Yeah. I mean, to me, small to me, and it may be big to them, but not right. demeaning their experience. However, um, those things matter to me. Yeah, for and, sure. And so, dating to me has always, for a long time, has been uh, about collecting data. Yeah. So yes. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning you. Right. We're spending time together, but yeah I'm watching um, yeah you know what I'm saying and and I feel like a year's time is enough for you know people's masks to fall and and, mm-hmm. and all that and and it's not like I'm ready to x somebody off that wasn't my come from, but mm-hmm. it was really like I want to be able to see you, and is this something that I'm willing to inherit right mm that's good, so that's good you know, and that but that speaks to your intention because if I am thinking long term, <laughs> I am understanding that. Once we become a part, when we once we become partners, what things you're dealing with do become my concern. Yeah, it's my inheritance. And so yeah, and my intention your is your habits to, and yeah. all those things. We gotta be careful about whose habits we allow to be around ourselves. Right, and right. Because like we that, do, so. it's particularly in such an intimate setting, the romantic relationships usually are the most intimate because they're intimate on many layers, right? Yeah. Emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, sexually, whatever else. And so all of these things happen. And when you're in that kind of relationship, you do tend to, that's why they say like couples that have been together for a long time, they start looking like, or they act alike <laughs> or whatever, because, yeah. Yeah. because like you're, you do become one in a lot of ways. And so it does speak to your heart and your intentions when you say, like, I want to be sure that what you've got going on is something that I want to become a part of me. Because my intention is once we in, we in. And I'm going all in. And I want to be able to do so confidently. So I think from that, and I think 
And so here's the part. If you were communicating that, for me, that would have been like, okay, I can understand that. Um, but sometimes as women, we get so caught up in this, like, well, where are we going? What is this being? We've been da, 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 for such and such amount of time. And a lot of, largely that comes from like, if I've been, you know, physically intimate with you, sexually intimate with you, then that makes me feel like I need it to be something to validate. So I don't feel like the hoe. Right. right. And so I'm like, oh, so there's all these other elements, but that's interesting. That's interesting. I think that that speaks, like I said, largely to your heart space about, your your intentions and your approach to relationships, which is really um, what it should be, I think. And and I, you know, we've been running, we've been talking about this word "should" for the last couple of days. I'm like, I don't know. But but I mean, if if you're if, if we're talking about two people who intend to have a long term relationship or a marriage or a lifetime commitment to one another, whatever that looks like, whatever you're calling it, I think when you are spending time with one another you should even though i'm like ah, about using yeah. that word i think that you should um be looking at it from that perspective like i need to be clear like one of the things i said to you and we're going to talk we're going to rewind back to our story in a moment but part of that story is that it all happened very quickly yeah um like days a couple of days yeah. and so one of the things I said to you when we talked about making it official, quote unquote, and moving to this level of, of committed relationship, one of the things I said to you is I can confidently do this so quickly because I know that I can trust you to do your work, to be your best self right. in any situation. Right. And so I know that I'm beyond knowing you as a man, as a person, as a friend, I know the work that you're committed to doing to be who you say you want to be after right, reading this right. book and other things that I know about who you are right. and all of that. So I can't say that if I didn't have that confidence in knowing who you are committed to being, that I would have been so, so apt to move forward the way that I would have. So that's what I'm saying about when you're making that kind of decision to move forward in this direction with someone Part of it is you are examining who they are and like being at least as clear as you can be in that moment based on what they've shown you and based on what you know you want and what's happening right now. Like you should be looking at that and saying, is this something that I'm willing to be tethered to? And I hate to say tethered as though it's like a, a burden, but it is not a, that's not a burden, but we are tethered in that your life will and how you choose to live and the decisions you make because of the way that I've decided to commit to you and the agreements that we have with one another, my life will be impacted by that. Mm -hmm. And so I need to know, can I trust you to make decisions that I'm going to be okay with in, mm -hmm. in terms of how they're going to impact me? Right, if I'm right. not asking myself that question before I decide to commit to you, I'm doing both of us a disservice. Right, and I'm right, not right. being honest about what this relationship really is or has the potential to be. Right, right. Right? Mm -hmm. So, now that I've explained yeah, myself, right, right, right. <laughs> how do you feel about, what are you thinking about that in terms of just my statement of should, my should statement? Ah, yeah. Um, I feel like there's like so many lives that people live, right? Mm -hmm. and, um, and so, I don't really believe in cookie cutters. No. Right? Sure. Yeah. Um and so I, I think that's what comes up for me when you say this is why you should. Like it, yeah. There's definitely some things 
principle centered things that definitely will work mm-hmm. for a majority of people, but the techniques are the things that get to change. Mm-hmm. And and so for me, um, when it comes down to principle centered things like integrity, but also I kind of think of it in in terms of being whole, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so not engaging in any relationships or any any kind of relationship really mm-hmm. um that is asking me to not show up as my whole self one right mm-hmm. so I, I i felt like this was a space you had have we have mm-hmm. cultivated a, a space mm-hmm. created a space that was large enough for both of us to be whole. So mm-hmm. I was like, that's what made it easy for me, mm-hmm. right? Um, and also the things, then then the other piece for me was alignment, mm-hmm. right? So I, I felt like um, you were aligned to the to some of my personal and professional goals. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, well, it just makes it's sense. cool. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like having a workout buddy, a, a, mm-hmm. a shooting partner, like all these <laughs> things rolled into one. And, yeah. and so, and that part has been very um, meaningful for me mm-hmm. because I would see other relationships mm-hmm. and, and, you know, they get up in the morning and they go their separate ways and may have an hour or so at the end of the day. Mm-hmm not really enough energy to really be fully engaged with each other. And mm-hmm. then they live years like that and wonder why they grow apart. Drift apart. Mm-hmm. And, but then their, their work family, that's why people have like these work, work husbands and, and work, work wives yeah. and stuff like that, because they really Spend are with so each other all together. the time, yeah. Yeah. all the time. And so, yeah. and so that's with that, point. I was like, I wanted to have a relationship that worked with, how I fashion my life and and uh, and really just like just align with what I was up to in the world so I don't have to convince someone hey I'm going this way you should come with me right I don't want it's to like, drag someone for sure yeah for so sure. it's like we're already going in this in uh, the, the same, same or very similar path mm-hmm. so I was like even if this was like just for a short time like we are able like short being whatever mm-hmm. 10 years 5 years <laughs> 2 years I don't know whatever but <laughs> But we can be very meaningful in this portion of each other's lives because mm-hmm. I feel like we only have moments. Right. Right? We only have moments with each other. We fool each other by saying, you know, we have. We do this every year. And right. It's not a one year. It's a moment. <laughs> right. It's one day in the year that we celebrate this birthday, that we celebrate whatever right. it is. And so we only have moments mm-hmm. with each other. And so even if, you know, these series of moments that we're with, with each other we get to support each other and what we're up to mm-hmm. in the world so i thought that was like a huge win so it was like really like all these different ways to to um to win and to really be in relationship in a meaningful way which is something that was very important to mm-hmm. me um as in in losing my brother and uh, a little over a year ago mm-hmm. and even a little bit before that i just like from like my college days feeling the drift between me and my family and people mm-hmm. that were close to me and so I felt like really lonely and I felt like I've been out of touch with mm-hmm. people that matter most with me, to me and so I, I felt like this is an opportunity especially when I was going in the 30s with lifers and that whole concept of mm-hmm. being very intentional about how mm-hmm. I um, cultivate and build relationships in my life and so all of these things and more <laughs> right. were some of the things that made it easy to make this decision 
to be together. And so the thought of should is like, there's so many things that kind of, it's, and so when I say like integrity, Mm -hmm. like make sure if you're going into a relationship that it's accepting all of you. Right. And I think that sometimes when we just go in through the, the guise of dating and, and in that context, we're already like leaving stuff at the door. Yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. And, and so, sure. so we're only showing the shiny, the, the, the good parts. For as long as we can. As long as we can. Yeah. And then life happens. Because mm-hmm. life will keep on lifing. And life will and it keep will, on life. Right? It's not going to stop. <laughs> yeah. and, and so things are going to happen. And people will fall off and fall yeah. out and all that kind of stuff. And that's all a part of the process. Right. But also in the guise of dating, we're like, I don't want to deal with that all my life. Yeah, so we're like, bye. I remember being dating this guy and like seeing how he would move about certain things. And I literally said to myself... Can I deal with that for the rest of my life? But then I pulled, I, I reeled it back in. I was like, you doing a lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's so soon. Yeah, it was so soon. But, then at, the, but at the same time, it was like, you do need to be thinking of that. So it's like, at yeah. what point do you start having the conver- the life conversation? Like, is it first date? Or well, is it, but you know the what thing mean? is, but see, we're judging it on dates. It's like timing and just doing life with yeah. each other. Like whenever we, the thing is exposed. We were doing life with each other. Yeah, we definitely, yeah. And and creating room for each other in in our lives. And now mm-hmm. it wasn't like we were hanging out all the time. Right. We didn't have a standing like thing right, that right, we right. did all the time. So it was more around like professional things, working out, uh, mm-hmm. fitness stuff, and and shooting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we kind of kind of would merge around the things that we're up to. Mm-hmm. However, one of the things that became very apparent is like there was still like this acceptance of my whole self mm-hmm. you're able to see my whole ass and be <laughs> like i'm still cool with you yeah but on but you know conversely if it was like under the context of dating it's yeah. like you got some, you got some you got some issues right you, right you I need to work out can, mm-hmm. right and so a lot of judgment there, yeah a lot of judgment and all that kind of stuff and when we come from friends it's like no nah, i got you right. and i'm gonna be here with you right. and all of that and i'm right. gonna work with it I'm going to work with you on these things. Right, right. Or support you while you work on them yourself. Right, right. Whatever that looks like. So, yeah, that's definitely... It's funny because right before everything kind of happened and we moved into this this level of our relationship, I remember saying to you at the end of last year, like, we get to hang out more. Like, mm-hmm. we only hang out in the context of... Work. Work. <laughs> and, like, yeah, we would have great relationships and great moments during that time and and... I said great relationships, great conversations, I meant to say. Sorry. Yeah. Great conversations and great moments within that time. Um, but it was always like, okay, we got these couple hours to shoot, get this off, or did it, whatever. And it was always mm-hmm. kind of like framed in this other thing. And so I remember saying, like, it was like the first time we ever just hung out, like, just regular. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but we get to do this more often. Right? And I feel like the first, like, time that came up, well, first of all, it was the the Kwanzaa party, which was not a Kwanzaa party. You will never go that down. <laughs> you made Shout it sound out to like KP, uh, love you. You made it sound Kina like it Parham. was about to be like full blown like drummers and shit. So I was texting you like, "What time do we have to be there?" Like, I don't want to miss the festivities. And I got there, and it was like chilly and people playing cards, and I was like, "It was magical. It was great. It was a great night." But I just really thought we were going into like a Kwanzaa celebration. So anyway, that might have been like. The first time 
um, we hung out that wasn't like work, work, whatever. Or I wasn't just like randomly running into you somewhere like, oh, hey. So that was that. And then like a week later, everything was solid and we were were on, right? Because that was the day after Christmas. (laughs) By New Year's, we were like, so this is my boyfriend. (laughs) So that was that was crazy. But so um, let's get back to the story a little bit. So the story was so. Your sister was like, yeah, you should totally do it. And then? Yeah, and then I was like, <laughs> but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Just like this, arms crossed. But I don't want to but I don't because it's my do. friend. And, uh, and it was so interesting because I began to... Like I didn't, I just didn't let that be my answer, and just and that's it. And I just mm-hmm. kind of like sat with it. And I was like, well, why am I saying no? Why am I opposed to this? Um, and and I realized that, and it became more apparent after we got together that one, I was living somebody living based on somebody else's narrative for my life, mm-hmm. and I've dated from that space, mm-hmm. and so that was a big like. Um, breakthrough for me, and then on top of that, so like I was dating tr- women that other people thought you should be dating, yeah, or being with women that other people saw for you, like as a right. good fit for you, yeah, mm-hmm. like absolutely, like <laughs> like my mom trained me to like certain <laughs> women, and I know it's crazy to think about and no, say, no, yeah, especially from a woman, right? Yeah, but I remember being like in in the mall and like, I think I was in like middle school or something mm-hmm. like that and she like nudged me while we were walking through the mall and she like kind of like nods and she said you see that girl over there like pointing to her right mm-hmm. and, and I'm like yeah like <laughs> okay right she was like the girl right there and described what she had on and I was like okay yeah what <laughs> like this is getting weird and she I was like it. That's your flavor. That's what you like. Oh wow! Verbatim, and and has been a theme. <laughs> wow! That's for for me, in terms of who I put my name on, in, in terms mm-hmm. of relationship, right? Like mm-hmm. I've dated women from different ethnic groups and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and different backgrounds, and a part of my just a part of my exploration and learning about what works. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me and I was thinking like well maybe I need to try something different or whatever <laughs> you know I'm just trying right, everything like, trying to right. like but right. um, new formula yeah mm-hmm. so, and because I because again which is not a horrible thing though yeah because but I, your I come was from aware, matters but it's not my a come from thing. was really not to recreate what I was yeah brought up in so what, how I was brought into this world and the relationships that I saw in right. my family right. that there are none that are working mm-hmm that you wanted to mirror or reflect or... None that are working, <laughs> whether they're married or not. Right. And so, I'm like, no. And so, I, I, get to, I get to figure this out myself. And, and I was fortunate to see, like, a, like not even a whole handful, <laughs> but, like, a pinch. Like, salt bay. Salt bay. Not a salt bay amount. A salt bay amount of, like, relationships that worked. And so... Shout out to salt bay. Jeez. <laughs> For real. So... <laughs> So I only saw a little bit, but be, but seeing that little bit, 
I was like, I can't rest on, oh, I don't have, I can't show up in relationships however I want and not try and not do the work Mm -hmm. because I come from bad relationships. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You don't have to hear that. I don't have to. Yeah. And I refuse to. Right. And so anyway, um, so there was that, like Mm -hmm. I was fighting against that. And then another thing I, I was thinking about, um, why why I was like so resistant and I was like where am I choosing from Mm. and Mm. it was from fear Mm. it was from fear because what was underlying with the real thing was Mm -hmm. when I'm saying no because it's my friend right but the the unspoken thing is I don't want to hurt her Mm -hmm. we're just saying something about how I feel about me and and like all of my memories and thoughts of things of how I've heard people that I've dated before mm-hmm. because of whatever. Mm-hmm. And it never was like intentional. In right. Way, but it kind of can feel that way yeah. after, you know, having a bunch of, you know, unsuccessful mm-hmm. relationships or failed relationships and whatever, whatever else, quote unquote, whatever. Right. Right? right. Which were really just assignments that were complete. They came to give you what you needed or vice versa. Yeah. And that was needed to be over. Right. And so one of my students that uh, one of my coaching students, uh, I was asking him about his relationship. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I just like to talk mm-hmm. to men about their relationships and how mm-hmm. do they choose and how do they arrive to that. Uh, just, I, it fascinates me. Mm-hmm. And uh, anytime I get a chance to like, every time I get a chance to speak to a groom and I'm shooting a wedding or somebody that I know that's getting married, I said, like, I always like, you mm-hmm. know, kind of do an interview with them. And so anyway, what he said to me... Uh, about his relationship, it was a bunch of things going on. Um, uh, who he's who he's with now, how sh- she's different, and how there were a lot of things happening, like with her, like getting sick, and then finding out she's pregnant, and then so many opportunities for him to choose from fear and to be mm. fearful as a man. And instead of like going with his automatic response, mm-hmm. right? Like, instead of living on autopilot, he, like, chose to, like, pause. Like, there's a power in the pause, right? Mm-hmm. And he chose to think about it. Like, how do I want to show up? Or what do I want to choose from? And he said, I chose love. And he said, it was something interesting that I found is every time I chose from love, it expanded. Mm-hmm. It continued to expand when mm-hmm. I chose from love. And and I remember talking to you about that. Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, that makes sense. And I'm yeah. like, okay. And so I was like, let love. me have my revelation right now. <laughs> I, was, I, know, I was like, love expands and fear constricts. Duh. Right. And you were like, no, it's supposed to be a beautiful moment. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's beautiful. We're back. Right. <laughs> and so, but, yeah. and, and, but you said something interesting as well with that. You, I don't know if you remember saying this. You said, yeah, like if love is the truth. Mm-hmm. When you choose from love, the truth expands. And mm-hmm. if, if, if fear, which it is a lie, mm-hmm. when you go with that, when you follow that and you listen to that, that also expands. That lie expands. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what begins to take up so much space in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we begin to make so many choices from one of those places. Right. It's like the one you will, the one that you feed is the one that will lead mm-hmm. essentially. Right. And mm-hmm. so, um, I looked at all of those things and then I said, I get to choose from love. I get to choose from a place 
um, that's not fear and in that in a place that is going to serve mm-hmm. my highest being mm-hmm. and vice versa mm-hmm. and that's that has definitely been something that I've been committed to mm-hmm. uh, from that point yeah. so it's interesting hearing like your process and thinking about how I don't I mean I don't know like how your thought process corresponds to the timeline of everything unfolding from when I was like wait a minute, I think I like him. And then just everything that happened successively from, gosh, I don't even know. Like, But specifically talking about, like, I remember coming from the Kwanzaa event. <laughs> and I keep, I'm calling it that because that's how you right. framed it, but right. it really it's, was it wasn't. a kickback at the that's friend's all house. It was. <laughs> but coming from that, and I remember you called me when you got, I was like, text me when you make it home. And you called me when you got home. It was like 1.30 in the morning or something. And we talked on the phone for a minute. And you brought up Disneyland. And I was like, that's random. But you were like, I want to go. And I was like, all right, when do you want to go? And then you were like, before the end of the year. And I was like, that's it's like soon. in it's four like days, days or something. <laughs> and then you were going out of town the next day. And I was like, and then you're about to travel. Like, when is this supposed to happen? You're like, oh, I'm just going out of town real quick. I'll be back. And so whatever. So we made the the day and we ended up going to Disneyland. And it was like crazy ass magical day. Like, yeah, that was such a good day. And I don't know. There were so many things. (laughs) (laughs) Very many things. (laughs) So many things. And I was just like. What is this real? Like I was like, is it like, is it the Disneyland magic? Because it's like, it's Disneyland and it's like the lights, holiday lights or yeah, whatever, yeah, festival yeah, yeah. of lights, with the snow coming down. I literally, you have a video of me like going crazy over the snow coming down. Yeah. Like, oh my god! So I was like, I don't know if it's that or like just I, there were so many things, but I just remember like that was. For me, the day that it was like very clear that I was like, ooh, whoa. And as much as like I felt like I wanted to fight it, but then I couldn't. Like I, I felt like I wanted to be like, nope, nope, nope. And I think part of it was like, don't put yourself out there because I wasn't sure where you were coming from. And so I was like, mm, I'm feeling this, but I'm not sure. And I don't want to be moated because this is my friend. And I don't want it to be weird if I like do a thing. And then he's like, whoa. And I'm like, dang it. Yeah. Whoops! And now we're here at Disneyland for the next seven hours, and I did, and <laughs> right, I did right. this motive thing, and like, right. no. Well so, <laughs> so, I, so I was well like, played. yeah, I'm gonna I'm hold out. But then it was just like it got to a point where it was like, no, nah, this is. I don't know. I don't know what else to do here. Like, I can't keep. Similarly, having a, an internal dialogue that was like, I don't get to keep choosing from fear of being rejected. Right, mm-hmm. so I get to be clear about how how I'm feeling, and I get to be honest about that. And so, one of the lessons, one of my big takeaways from last year, and we've talked about this before, was um, three things. I'm calling like kind of like my three keys to life, which I feel like changes a lot, which I guess is okay because we evolve. Life happens, and life is life, yeah. and we evolve. But for me, last year, my takeaways, two th- three things: authenticity. Which is full acceptance of self, which you touched on earlier. Right, right. Just being whole, like just full acceptance of self. Even if there are things that you have declared you will are committed to working on, changing, whatever, you're yeah. still the first step is accepting that this is what it is. Before right, you can right. fix it, quote unquote, or change it, you have to accept that this is what it is. 
So that first piece is authenticity and just fully accepting yourself, all that comes with who you are. And then the second piece is vulnerability, which is what I was fighting in the conversation that I was having with myself about not wanting to put myself out there. And vulnerability is is essentially inviting that other person to accept you the way that you have accepted yourself and your authenticity. So it's extending that, that opportunity for you to see me fully and then say yes or no, which is scary because nobody wants to hear no. Like, I see your whole self and no. <laughs> like, that's especially from somebody that you value, whose opinion you value because of however you hold them in whatever light, in whatever position they have in your life, or because you value them because of what they bring and you don't want to feel like that is threatened or all of the reasons why you don't want someone to say no to you. So for me, it was like, because I value you and who you are and how, how you've shown up in my life and the the relationship that we built, it was like, I don't want to do anything that might jeopardize that. So if Mm -hmm. I put myself out there and you're like, absolutely not, then that's weird now because I secretly know that you like me or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was like, ah, I don't want to do that. So that vulnerability piece is what I was fighting, which is, I think, what most of us fight when it comes to really strong connection and allowing ourselves to be out there in the way that is necessary to really build what most of us, I think, we want Mm -hmm. when we talk about the long-term relationships and the commitment. And that that third piece is accountability, which is now, I think, that is the piece that is, that's what is born from that complete acceptance of self and another. When a person can accept themselves and another person wholly, then that accountability piece is now how we show up for one another. So similar to what you were saying earlier, which is like, I could see you or you could see me and and say like, we're on a similar path um, in our lives as two individuals. Outside of us being together as two individuals, we have a clear idea of what we want, who we want to be, what that looks like, how we want to serve the world and the people in it. Um, and that looks very similar. And so now along this journey, as I'm accepting myself and I'm accepting you and you're accepting yourself and accepting me, we can hold each other accountable to the commitments that we've made to ourselves, to each other, Mm -hmm. and ultimately to the world. Mm -hmm. And like, it's done easily because we're already on that same path anyway. And it's not like similar to what you say, I'm dragging you along, like, but I want to do it like this and I need your support over here or your, or whatever, you know, it's like, we can be on this path. And just check in with one another and how can I support you and what does that look like and where am I? I have questions. Can you? Whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. And that's really the beauty of the kind of relationship that I know that I need beyond Mm -hmm. what I want, like that I know that I need in order for me to be who I'm called to be. I believe that we're relational beings, all of us. And so when you find your partner um, in life in that way. I believe those are key things, key ingredients that are necessary. You have to first be fully whole and accepting of yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's so meaningful. So as what was coming up for me when you were speaking about accountability, specifically the word interdependence Mm -hmm. came up for me. And so Stephen Covey talks about the difference between dependence. Uh, I used to... I used to do... uh, I used to facilitate trainings for highly effective teams. Mm -hmm. And... um, and he talks about dependence, independence, and interdependence. Interdependent. And a lot of for a lot of people, a lot of people they're like, okay, the goal is to be independent. And for a portion of life, yeah, that's true, right? Because right. the younger we are, the more dependent we are. Mm-hmm. And then you know that is a part of our process, but that's not where it stops. The end point. Our reality is interdependent for sure because we need each other. Because as as I've 
experienced time and again that the people in my life are revealing me to myself. Absolutely. I don't feel like I'm really becoming anything. It's like they're shitting off the layers of the other stories that are getting in the way of mm -hmm. who I am. Absolutely. And so that those type of relationships have been the, the ones that I've been longing for and mm -hmm. really reaching for as well mm -hmm. uh, in, in my life. And so interdependence uh, really came up for me. And, and when I thought about the word accountability as you were talking mm -hmm. as well is having those people that can take account for your ability. Mm. Mm. Because I, I mm -hmm. see myself how I see myself. Right. And the things that come easy to me are the things that come easy to me. But to mm -hmm. you, you're like, oh, those are your giftings. Mm-hmm. And I might not see it as that. I was like, oh, well, it's easy. It's not That's like, you know, I don't have to work. Right. Like, this yeah. is, you know, I, I just do this. Mm -hmm. And you might be like, no, no, no. This is That thing that's easy for you to do is hard for a bunch of other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you get to call me up and, and to operate in that gift mm -hmm. and, and share it, ultimately. Right. Which is, I think, our collective purpose. Right. People talk about, like, finding their purpose. I believe we are all, all of our purpose is to serve. And mm -hmm. it's just a matter of how does that manifest for you? And what capacity will you serve based on what gifts that you've been given right. and called to and assigned um, will determine what that service looks like in terms of your contribution. Right. But ultimately, that's all of our purpose. It's all, it's all about service for the, for the bigger picture. So, so Disneyland happened. Yeah. And... Come back too. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I just I want to I just wanted to kind of see how it all like unfolds, and I think we're giving, and I've already decided in my mind, just FYI, that there's going to be a part. I don't know, two, three, four, five. That continue to be continued. We'll see what the people say. What do they? What do the, <laughs> what people, the people say? So, um, but so Disneyland happened, yeah. and magical moment. Oh my God, clear. We like each other. Friday. So Disneyland was Thursday. I need to put that in the mix. Okay. Disneyland was on a Thursday. <laughs> Disneyland was on a Thursday. Come on. So then Friday. Because remember, New Year's Eve was a Saturday. Okay, you don't I care. believe you. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to fact check. I so, believe you. So Friday. Friday, I'm kind of like, oh, now I'm still kind of like in limbo a little bit. Am I going to explore something beyond just the expression of the feeling or am I just going to say all right got that out of my system I'm really having a back to this internal dialogue but it's a different dialogue now now it's like okay that's really real and I actually and I'm like what does what does a relationship look like with Tyree and now I'm kind of going through that I guess the process that you went through which was like what am I? What am I really wanting? What? How am I trying to show up? What kind of partner do I need? Does he make sense for that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and all of those kind of things, and kind of realizing, like, yeah, this could be a real thing. Right. Like beyond, oh, I like him, and we're familiar. This could be a real thing. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm back to the vulnerable piece. Like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta wonder like what does he think <laughs> like you know what I mean and so now I'm back to this song and dance of like what if I pose this as a as a, a thing and, and he's like no you know so I'm I'm going back and forth which 
I've already done this portion of my work and so I'm already clear that my fear of rejection was a large part of my come from when addressing and approaching relationships. So this is not new for me. Come Like doing this song and dance and having this conversation in my head is not new for me. I'm, I've always kind of dealt with this fear of rejection as part of like how I navigate relationships. But now that I'm clear about that, I have it much more in check. It's much more manageable and I don't allow the fear to like drive my decisions. I can acknowledge it and go, that's that coming up again. And then like choose from another place, which I didn't always have the power to do. So shout out to self work. But, um, (laughs) like, but I was, I still like bounced back to that place. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's important. And and I'm glad that you shared that because that and juxtaposed to, uh, self work, right? So Mm -hmm. it's, it never stops and we do the work so that we can, flexed on <laughs> on the old stories when they kind of pop up because they do yeah they do and it's easy yeah. to have them come in but they're just suggestions until you follow through on them mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so i love that you said you know shout out to self-work because before <laughs> yeah i would have been like nah bro i'm just gonna like you from a distance and you ain't never gonna know <laughs> like right, right because i can't risk the rejection but then missing out on at least in this case I knew for sure missing out on the potential for for a very beautiful partnership. Right. So, and not, and also knowing that like, if I don't really tell you, but we continue to be friends, which I all fully always intend to do, was like, that's going to be weird. Right. It's going to make the friendship weird. Because right. now I'm right. sick. Sequ- now I'm going to be changing up because I'm yeah. like, I secretly like this dude. And, and I'm over here talking about Becky with the good hair. Right. And you mad. No <laughs> and I'm mad. Because stop telling me about her. I don't care. She whacked. <laughs> I don't even care how far she is. She whack because I like you. So, so boom. But, um, so yeah, that was, so anyway, from, just to kind of like give you guys the abridged version of the story because there's so many things and eventually we will tell the whole story in some other kind of way maybe, but um, from Thursday at Disneyland to Saturday, which was New Year's Eve, it became like, and now we're together in this relationship. And a conversation happened Friday. I remember you, I remember kind of having a conversation with my friend and telling her, like, I'm not really sure. And I'm not, I don't know. And it's about to be a new year and I can't be doing the same bullshit. And, you know, like, you know, that conversation we have. And in the midst of having that conversation with her, you text me like, yo, I need to talk to you. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> and, and, and so um, we had this long conversation Friday night. So this was the next day. I'm trying to paint a picture for y'all. This is the day after after Disneyland. <laughs> and you text me and you're like, we need to talk. And, you know, my mind has been doing all these things. And I was like, okay, I don't know what this is about to be, but I need to be prepared for either way because this is what I wanted. I wanted clarity. Mm-hmm. I wanted, for all intents and purposes, a definitive answer about what was going to be the next step. And so it felt like, based on the urgency of, the urgent tone of your text message, it felt like this is what I was about to get and I just didn't know in what direction. Um, so I remember we met up on Friday night um, and we just like, we just started talking about, like you started the conversation like something to the effect of, about like your process. Like I have been doing this work and examining like who I want to be and how I want to show up and what I want to do in this world and blah, 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 blah. And part of this work was realizing, like, what kind of partner, you know, I needed. And 
and it was you. And I was like, hello? <laughs> like, hello? Like, <laughs> and so I remember feeling like, oh, like, that's popping. You at Rucker Park? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was crazy. And so that was like a long... I'm trying to tell the story clearly without giving y'all all our business. <laughs> so that was like a long conversation. But in that conversation, what I think is really important, and this really like, it took us only an hour to get to this, which was the point of the podcast, <laughs> which was, which was, um, there's so much talk about relationships and similar to what you mentioned earlier about like cookie cutter, like this is what we quote unquote should do. And this is, you know, whatever that, whatever number of dates or however many days we should hold out before we have sex or all these other kind of rules that people give us for how, you know, how to find our one or how to know when it's the one or whatever, whatever those rules are about how to approach relationships, um, which I probably never really ever agree with any of them, which is a whole nother episode. But like, but like, because they tend to be very cookie cutter and they, be, they, they present them as so definitive, like, no, do it like this. And it's like, right. That's why I'm like, oh, well, like, that's not you really, don't, maybe that did work for you. Maybe that was awesome for you. But, and maybe like your five friends who like all did it the same way because y'all grew up together and this is how y'all did it. And it like worked because it worked. But like to write a whole book or like, and be like, do it like this. It's like, no, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I think that um, there's merit in sharing your process, right? Because that for sure it will work for some people, but not all, right? And that's something that I'm very clear of. That's why I'm like kind of against. That's why I am against the the should the you should do it like how right, I did. right, right. But the thing is, like, really dissect it, and and it comes from the decisions that I've made is from me knowing myself, right, right, and so. None of these things work if you don't know yourself. Right. And also right. knowing what you're getting yourself into. Right. Like, whether that be um, the person that you're dating or mm. marriage, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, there's certain things that I would date certain people and there were certain parts of there being that I wasn't ready for it mm-hmm. and I didn't, I couldn't even get to that point, mm-hmm. like, cognitively, mm-hmm. right, until, like situation happens and i'm like oh Mm-mm. oh if i make this decision my life will change <laughs> in these ways right right and i don't know if i'm <laughs> i don't want it yeah and i don't know if I'm, I'm i'm ready for that yeah um and so it's not about the other person it's, it's like i want to put myself and the person that i'm with in a position to win i want us to win and mm-hmm. so it's not so much about I'm rejecting the person or mm-hmm. whatever else. And so it's like I get to, you know, really look at what works for me. Mm-hmm. Not judging it, not calling it good, bad, right or wrong, right. but right. what what works yeah. for me to have a meaningful life and meaningful moments with this per- with this person. Right. That's that's good. But that's look, part of what came up for me in my process of dealing with my fear of rejection was understanding that a person, quote unquote, not choosing me was not at all about rejecting me, the person or whatever. And it was more about, you know, what they were understanding about themselves in that moment, about how they were choosing to interact with me and, and I, having to understand that so that I wasn't wearing that rejection as a reflection of who I am. 
right. and allowing it to, to define me, which is what I did for so long, which is right. similar to what we talked about earlier, that fear growing. Mm-hmm. Because every time I was I perceived myself to be to have been rejected, I was wearing that as a part of my identity, which grew the fear each time. So choosing from fear, living in fear, feeding that fear caused it to expand. So it just kind of validates again, I guess, um, at least my theory on how fear operates in my life. Um, and really with doing just as a sidebar with the effort that I'm doing, the, um, the, the program, do that shameless plug. Come on, the F word. Come on, do that shameless <laughs> plug. Real I got, quick. I got to, I got to do it because the F word is an online program that I do. It's like a coaching program and it's really helping people to approach, um, safely approach and move beyond their fears. And what I did was I took my process which was like 10 years worth of work and dealing with this fear of being rejected and where it came from and why it shows up like this and how do I reframe it and da 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 da. And I took that and I just kind of packaged it. And I've been doing it with people who have signed up for the program. And it's been validating that like my theory is very real. Maybe not for everyone, similar to what we're talking about with the book, but it's very, very real. And it's worked. And I've had people say things like, you know, I was in therapy for five years and I broke through more in this six weeks than I did in five years of therapy. Or, you know, I've had people say all kinds of things about the program, which, again, going kind of to circle it back to what we were moving into in in this conversation, which was not taking a cookie cutter approach to, oh, you just scared of that. This is how you need to get over that. No, it's like letting that person develop their own context for how they're going to move beyond that fear. But just being there to support them so that they can first acknowledge what the fear is and become clear about where it where it started and then how they're going to rebuild their story around it and letting them do the work for what makes sense for their context, which is similar to what you and I did with regard to our relationship. And so we were talking about all the cookie cutter books that say this is how you find your one, this is how you know it's the one, this is how you prepare yourself for the one, this is how whatever... And then you get in the relationship and you don't know what to do because they only gave you instructions up to the point of finding the person. And then you're there and you're like, I don't know. And then they give you these also blanket kind of um, cookie cutter things that are just like, oh, have a date night. Make sure you schedule a date night. And communication is key. And you got to have trust. And they give you like all these very cliche kind of, you know, things that are important for sure. So what was important, and this was actually your idea that I... And like so incredibly appreciative of, but what was right away on the table for, for Tyree and I was like creating our own context. Like, what does this relationship, what does it mean if we're calling ourselves in a relationship and you're my boyfriend and I'm his girlfriend, what does that mean? What what does that mean to, to us creating a context where it wasn't like we were allowing somebody else to define what it looks like for pe- for two people to be in a relationship for us to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, that means this. No, no, no. It wasn't an assumption that I now know what that means to him. Like if you're calling me your girlfriend, what does that mean to you? What is your expectation of me? What am I agreeing to when I say, yes, I will be that mm-hmm. and vice versa. So it was important um, for us to create that. And so you, you suggested that we do what you call a book of agreements that was so important to me. Like that was so important. And it was so, because it spoke to one, your intention, mm-hmm. um, to really do this, but like, you know what I mean? It was like, no, I'm really, this is really a really real, real thing. And I, I want to do the best that I can. I want to show up as my best self in this. 
So it spoke to your intention. It spoke to your clarity about who you want to be and who you for yourself, but to me and for me. Um, it also helped me feel very um, like chosen, mm-hmm. which is we talked about this the other day. It was like women want to feel wanted and men want to feel needed need to feel needed right and so it really made me feel chosen like i'm choosing to do this life with you and i want to do the it the best way that we possibly can we want to make this the best experience that we can you know and that that really was like okay that was good all right we in this we'd really (laughs) because again it happened so fast and it could have just been like uh, like question marks this real what's really happening so Talk about your your process, even in coming to this idea about the book of agreements. Uh, that came up for me just around not really accepting how I've done relationships and how I've seen them lived out mm-hmm. the majority, and uh, some of the th- things that I admired about certain relationships were like traditions that they've created on their their own, mm-hmm. despite what they've come from and all that. And so, um, I don't know, my life is my life. And I, and as I get older, I'm, I feel like I'm fashioning my life, mm-hmm. you know, just like a tailor would, you know, uh, tailor fit a suit for me. Mm-hmm. Like even in my clothes, like that I wear, like mm-hmm. I might buy something at the store, but if it doesn't fit me the way that I want it to, I'm going to take it to be tailored mm-hmm. to fit me. And so, I take that same approach in my life, and and so I wanted to do it with relationships mm-hmm. because I feel like if I don't, if I'm going by somebody else's cookie cutter mm-hmm. thing, right, or and that's only my version, mm-hmm. that's not even the the version that you know whoever I might be dating at the time mm-hmm. is going off of because we all have right, right, right. our um, own concepts and understandings, right? So it was important for me to one create a relationship co-create a relationship Mm -hmm. that works for the both of us so a win-win context but then also is be clear on what it is that what it is that we believe Mm -hmm. just like it wouldn't make sense for you know you being in health and then if i was like well yeah i I'm about to go do uh, crack. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that don't work. <laughs> no. Like, you care about your life. Right, right, right. By exercising and things. And I'm like, well, I'm about to you know, smoke these rocks. Like, it doesn't work. I would be like, yeah, I don't know. Right? But... It was fun, though. And I, and I use that example as, uh, like, you know, in jest. Yeah. And, and extreme. But um, really, like, what are the things that... Are we aligned in the way that right. we're thinking about relationships? Like, as a starting point. Right. As a starting point, because I, I've been with people, and they're like, no, well, you my man needs to, to be like this. You're right. supposed to be like this. And get mad at me for things that I didn't even know I was <laughs> expected to, to know. Right, like, I didn't... Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You can't be mad if somebody did not meet an expectation that you never made clear. Right. Yeah. People don't state their expectations, and, and that is one of the biggest... Yeah. That is one of the biggest reasons that relationships fail or yeah. are like compromised, mm-hmm. right? Because people don't meet expectations. Mm-hmm. But then you got to ask like, well, did I make those clear. expectations yeah. clear? Did I state those expectations and did I make them clear? Yeah. And so 
a lot, and sometimes it's that's not the case. Right. And so like, oh, I, I can't really be mad. Yeah, because I never said. And what's so crazy is going rewinding back to our story a little bit was that Friday when I was kind of going back and forth about okay, well, what does this mean? Can we move forward or not? I I remember saying to myself and to my friend like I'm gonna have a conversation with him and I'm just gonna say like here's where I am, and what I don't want to do is exist in a gray area. Right. Right. And so I was kind of, and I was like, I want to, I want to be clear without it sounding like this ultimatum type of like, is we is or is we ain't type of thing. But I want to be clear for my own piece about what this means. And and I remember feeling um, like that was my only option was Mm -hmm. to just be like, what does this mean? Right. And, but, but before I even got to that place, like our conversation just went the other way and I was like oh well then there's that got my mm-hmm. answer so so that that was um that was that, that well I, I want to acknowledge you for that mm-hmm. right I felt like that was um very timely like the timing in which that conversation had and the care in which you had that conversation mm-hmm. um was another thing that made it just easy mm-hmm. for me but it was a but at the same time, I knew that it, it was necessary. Mm-hmm. It was very necessary. And I thought that was like so mature and um, responsible, mm-hmm. right? Like, and responsible. And I want to say it in a different way. Like, you were responding to your ability to communicate effectively. Right. And and you doing that and showing up in that way, I, it just reinforced things for me. I was like, yeah, like... Okay, <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. a great conversation, which is has been an area that I struggle with mm-hmm. uh, in, in in relationships, not kind of just existing in gray areas, and then we kind of fizzle out because like we get to that point where like, so what are we doing? Right. So what are we? And no, and no one has an answer. And no one has an answer. We're just kind of like, um, <laughs> we just out here, just we, just becausein, right? Just becausein, like <laughs> we just yeah. out here, just becausein, because you right here and I'm right here, and ain't shit else to do, so yeah. we just gonna do this. But no, but in some certain instances, knowing that it was more than that, mm-hmm. but not nobody wants to put of, here. Yeah, like yeah. you know, like there were so many things, like oh well, I want to, but I don't know what this means to you, and all this, yeah. and, and me trying to decide for the other person, which Man. has been very unfair, yeah. and that was one of the biggest things that I would do over and over again yeah and never really given the other person say so if we're talking about us so mm-hmm. it was almost like I was deciding for and that her. and I and I would venture to say that that could be coming from that place of fearing the vulnerability yeah. that I talked about earlier yeah. because that's and that's why I framed it or defined it at least for the context of this conversation vulnerability as inviting that other person to accept you as well mm-hmm. because then that ex- that gives them the opportunity like i said to to decline that invitation and say no 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 i'm good mm-hmm. and and that's what it is and so by kind of deciding for them you remove that vulnerability piece yeah. because you don't have to wait for them to say yes or no you said yes for them yes you you gonna be like this for me mm-hmm. and um it's a little bit of control which comes from the fear of not knowing right you know what I mean? Right, so let me just fear, choose. The fear of rejection. Or let whatever. me just choose. Let me right. just reject myself. <laughs> How about that? Right. And this just gonna fizzle out because, and 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 it was so unfair, <laughs> right? Like in terms of not only am I making this decision, but like 
what is my basis for this? Mm-hmm. It's my past experiences with different people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, no, that last time I heard that phrase. Right, right. So right. now I'm reacting. Right. I'm not even just choosing yeah. something. Yeah. I'm reacting to what, how I'm interpreting that, that yeah. phrase. Yeah. So what are we? Yeah. What are we? You know, and so I've struggled around that. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I, so and the way that you had this conversation <laughs> was like, it just worked mm-hmm. for me and didn't put me on like, felt, feeling like I needed to go on guard or anything yeah. like that. Or being put on the spot. Mm-hmm. It was like we were able to really have a conversation. Yeah. And uh, and so we were able to talk it out. And like, where are you coming from? Where am I coming from? Yeah. What are you? Yeah. As, as a means of exploration and learning. Not assumption. Not assumption. But just full-blown inquiry. Like, okay, you're saying this. What does that mean to you? Yeah. Okay, what does that mean to me? How do I feel about that? What's yeah. my response to that? Yeah, that's that's really for like five hours. I feel like that was a long ass conversation. Wait, really? It what was, was it? really long. Uh, <laughs> did you just try to look at the clock? <laughs> like, how long did we talk? <laughs> it was a long. It was really long. It was long. It was a long conversation. Maybe five hours is putting a lot on it. I feel like it, but <laughs> but it was long though. It was some hours. Um, we had that giant bag of French fries. That was amazing. Okay, so (laughs) I think what we're getting at, I guess, with this is the importance of taking the time to get to know yourself, what it is you need in a partner, aligning yourself with opportunities, making decisions that align you with opportunities to, to have that. And then when those opportunities arise, being willing to... To go after them, which really applies to your job, your career, your no whatever whatever you know area of your life that really is just what it is like you become clear about what you want or need, and then you make decisions that are going to align you with opportunities to have it, and then when that opportunity arrives, you're just like, "Oh, and I've said multiple times that like that's what it feels like. I feel like that's what happened, as I mentioned earlier, like I was fresh out of another relationship when I, Tyree and I got together, and but it was a situation where I became more clear about what I wanted, particularly in a partner, what I knew I needed in a partner, who I wanted to be and what kind of, you know, support or just what kind of partner I needed to, in order for me to be my best self in certain ways. I knew, again, believing that we're relational beings and that interdependence is necessary for us to be our, to, to be our fullest, best, highest selves. I knew that I needed a partner that showed up in certain ways. And so when I, when I became clear that, my previous um, relationship wasn't working for me in that way. And I ended it. Um, and, and then Tyree came, or he was here all along. But when that opportunity to be with him in this context, in, in a relationship, presented itself, it was like, and I thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah. And I guess that's the part where it was like shocking because you've been here and I just hadn't considered it. But it wasn't yeah. surprising because... Duh, it just makes it just totally makes sense. I think it it makes more sense now. Yeah. Um like a month cuz I know my process. Okay. So <laughs> so it it makes more sense now than mm-hmm. it would have a few months ago. Oh, for prior, sure. Prior, right? And so like for sure. You know, I mean, sure. just aside from 
you still being in a relationship mm-hmm. around that time. We <laughs> yeah. were talking about a few months earlier, but yeah. just in terms of where I was and what I was doing, and I was like literally planning shortly before, shortly before mm-hmm. everything kind of happened and came together, and I was just writing my goals for the year, mm-hmm. and I and I was speaking about them as well, mm-hmm. some of them, and I was like, yo. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to be in a relationship. Yeah. And it's going to happen in 17. It's going to yeah. happen in 17 for sure. And it was weird because I just knew. Like, yeah. I was very certain and not concerned with... Who it was going to be. No, no, no. I, I just had faith, this unshakable faith in the work that I've done. Mm-hmm. Like, a, um one of my friends and mentor spoke to me about relationship. He's like, every man must master these three relationships. Mm-hmm. It's like one is the relationship with himself, mm-hmm. like this internal relationship. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is like this vertical relationship with, you know, uh, with God, mm-hmm. right? Having, spending time in the spiritual relationship. And then, third is relationship with other people mm-hmm. and and I feel like I've been doing the work mm-hmm. For and, sure. and that all of the all of these things mm-hmm. supports me in and through whatever happens mm-hmm. in my life and especially in being in relationship uh, in mm-hmm. a romantic way mm-hmm. and so uh, I, I was confident in the work that I've done mm-hmm. so when we see like arrogant people we see Kobe and and, right. and Jordan or right. or Kanye West and whoever else like why what well, gets them because they they're confident know, in their like, ability with I know what I with, with with like confidence comes confidence yeah with confidence and completion comes yeah and that's uh, good right comes yeah. comes confidence and so because like, you can't tell me I know what I've I been know what I can do preparing I can, for I, this no. moment like this Buzzer beater shot or whatever, like it's not, I've done I, this. It's not lucky it's in a gym by myself so many For times. Hours. Like yeah. understand, like I'm taking the shot. I don't give a damn what you say. Yeah. And I, I, I can totally get with that. I also want to just acknowledge you for a moment. Even as you say, like it was weird how clear you were that you were ready. I would venture to say you may have felt maybe that it was strange because it was a new feeling being mm-hmm. so clear, mm-hmm. but. In knowing you, I don't think it's weird at all. I think you have a pattern of being just very convicted about what you want. And being, and and you say it all the time, like, the power of a made-up mind. And I've seen you do that. I've seen you make up your mind about a thing. I'm watching you do it now. I'm watching you make, I'm watching you. I've seen you make a decision about the things you intend to do this year. And in, in overall, and I'm watching you every day move towards that very clearly, very intentionally with the people you spend time with um, or whatever. Um, so it may have felt weird in that maybe it was a new feeling to be so convicted and clear in this area of your life, perhaps. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, tell you how you felt, but, <laughs> but for, as an outsider, it doesn't seem out of character that you would be like yeah and now i'm here i've arrived at this place 
And I'm clear that this is what I want. So, I'm ready. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And so, again, believing in divine appointment because I, I do also understand that things lined up um, in both of our lives in, in a way that was like, I keep saying magical. I don't know if it's because of the Disneyland reference, but I really do feel <laughs> like that. I really do feel like it was like, whoa, all right, like that happened. And so regarding that, our, our friend Carrie, um, shout out to shout Dr. Out. Carrie. Shout out, <laughs> doctor. Said to, when I shared um, the story of Tyree and I with her, she said, sometimes God will prepare a time for you and sometimes God will prepare you for the time. And I really feel like, similar snap to you, that. yeah, mm-hmm. so much snap. Um, <laughs> I feel like, similar to you, I had become clear and aware of all the work that I had been doing in myself particularly and especially around becoming a partner, knowing that I wanted that for my life Um, and knowing like, okay, if you want to be a partner, if you want to have a partner, you have to be a partner. So what does that look like? How do you, how do you deal with your stuff that you're going to bring? Cause you got stuff, right? Right, right, So how are you dealing with your stuff? And, and, and around doing that work for myself and I just kind of, again, coming to that, that clear moment of like, okay, the situation I'm in is not moving me towards what I want and maybe it's fine for now, but I see that in two, three, five, ten years it's not going to be and I don't want to wait for that moment. I want mm-hmm. to be clear and I want to be intentional about the decisions that I'm making to align myself with the kind of partner that I need and just how that all unfolded. Mm-hmm. Which is, to me, like I said, again, confirms the divine appointment of it all. But, um, and even like we've, or I have, and I've shared with you that I've like gone back and like read some of our old text messages and just other things. And it's just been like the language that we have used has been so crazy. Now that we're here, it's like, it's almost like, how did we not see this coming? Some of the things that we've said to one another about how we intend to show up for each other in each other's lives was kind of like, you ain't just talking like that to any old body. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I was already invested in you and mm-hmm. and saw the value mm-hmm. that you, that you are and that you mm-hmm. bring, and and so, and then again, like like what I went to with the example of me, the younger me in the mall. <laughs> right, right. I wasn't really trained or prepared to see you mm. in that kind of, in mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. In the in a yeah in this way and so yeah so that's that's a a thing too like we there's a Franz Fanon black psychologist Mm -hmm. he says something I'm gonna paraphrase best I can and he says something to the degree of there comes a point in a person's life where they will either embrace or abandon what they've been taught Mm -hmm. growing up and so I've since I've been in college Mm -hmm. I've been exploring things that I've been taught and why I show up in different ways and mm-hmm. why I react to things that I react to and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Whether or not those really things still serve you. Do, the, yeah. do they serve me? And, and I, am I, do I believe these things and right. why? Right. Why right. do I or why don't I? Mm-hmm. And from there, I just begin to, to shape my own version of a man, which, mm-hmm. which, you know, a lot of people that I know grew up with, without their father in the mm-hmm. home and, and all that. And I, and I really don't even know um, my family's history, period, mm-hmm. beyond who I was raised with. And, and I remember telling 
another older man this. And he said, well, that's pretty cool. And I was like, that's not cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> but what he went on to say was, it's pretty cool because you get to start from you scratch. You get to start. Yeah. You don't have to live based on my, all of my family is, are doctors. Or yeah, yeah. Somebody else's blueprint. This is what the Vances do. Like, mm-hmm. there is nothing <laughs> the Vances do. Like, you get, to, you get to create that. Right, right. And so... It, in that it was an inv- invitation and a challenge mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. to not think of things like woe is me mm-hmm. right like and oh well my dad wasn't there or I don't know my family mm-hmm. and so I'm just disconnected and so that's my reason why I don't want to get close to people or whatever right. else. Ugh, so I got to yeah. trade in all of those stories for I get to create it mm-hmm. and that's good and so that that has been a major part of my existence these last few years is mm-hmm. really through creation. Yeah. Like living from my vision. And that's the work that I get to do with people. Yeah. That's good. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> I think we are going to close it out. And um, I expect that you, you said we're going to wait to hear what the people say. Yeah, we'll see what the people say. But I feel like I don't care. This is my, <laughs> right, this this is my podcast. <laughs> so we're going to do another episode. We're probably going to do a couple more episodes. Um, just because as we evolve and grow and understand some things. And, and I'm I'm excited about sharing. Because for me, and if anyone who's listening knows me, I never disclose relationship stuff. Yeah. And I, I actually said this, I actually said this thing on my very first podcast episode. Like, I am used to be like, none of your bees wax right, right, who right. I am with or what I'm doing. And on some level, I still kind of prefer that. prefer that not. And I think it's more so in the context of like social media, where it becomes like overwhelmingly um, <laughs> intrusive in terms of like. Yeah. Posting and all of the things, yeah. and so like I'm cool with like, hey, we out and hey, this is us. But like, I don't need to be like every little thing looking cranny. Hey, we over right. here doing this and that and all the selfies and things. We're eating pasta uh, like all of the days, and so, yeah. um, so I'm excited to be excited about sharing because it's new for me, and it's and I think it's new because of my self work, but I also think it's new because of the context of our relationship. There's a couple things that I've told you about how I operated in old relationships that are new for me now with yeah. you that I'm like, oh, I never... I never, I never <laughs> knew. Hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And it, uh, I can really... But but it's it's like new and I'm like trying it on and I'm like, this actually kind of fits better than I ever told myself it did. I, I had kind of similarly like... Um, allow myself to believe a story that maybe maybe I'm just not like that. Maybe I just don't do that. Maybe, maybe other girls do that in their relationships. And because I used to get down on myself, like how come you don't get excited? You should be more excited, or you should all the shoulds, right? And I wasn't living up to a lot of the shoulds of in the past. And um, I had kind of allowed myself to believe that it was like maybe it's because I just wasn't that way. Um, and on some level, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I just wasn't that way in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so when I experience those things naturally now, I'm like, oh, I'm excited to see him. That's odd. 
<laughs> like, mm-hmm. what are these feelings that I'm having? It's foreign. So, so like some of those things, um, more about the process of those things and accepting those things and exploring those things is what I'm really looking forward to sharing as we evolve and as I evolve and as you evolve, we share um, those things. So there's going to be more episodes. So boom. <laughs> the decision has been made. Put <laughs> is down. Executive. Both of the feet are <laughs> down. Are down. She just stomps. Uh, then the people say, <laughs> foot is down. Foot is down. Of course, you have to agree, too. Oh, yeah, I'm down. Okay. Y'all heard it here first. He said it. He's down. <laughs> There's no backing out. You can't Write that down. Yeah, on the day. What's today? February 2nd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fist up. It's down, right? Fist up. Happy Black History Month, everybody. Right. Shout out to Black Love and Black History Month. Woo woo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Thank y'all for tuning in. Tyree, tell us where we can find you on social media real quick. You can find me on uh, Instagram at, at Tyree Vance and pretty much across everything. It's Tyree it's Vance. Tyree Vance. Yeah, go yeah. find him because don't be trying to come lurk on my page and all of that. Go find him. Yes. <laughs> He's him. At Tyree Vance. <laughs> at Tyree Vance. I am at Joy Hearts, J-O-I-H-E-A-R-T-S. You can find me there across the board as well. And um, be looking out for a couple of new projects that we both have working, that we're both working on individually and together. So all of the things coming soon. Please do send us your feedback. If you have questions, comments, all of those things, you can find me on SoundCloud. Look for Joy Hearts. Or you can find me on iTunes, hashtag R-M-O-H, where you can find archived episodes of the Real Matters of the Heart podcast, as well as newer episodes. So check back frequently. And until next time, thanks for tuning in. Holla. And. And. Send your comments, but we don't need no hateration or no holleration. <laughs> or no holleration. In this dancer. How would it be that? No. Would people hate? <laughs> no. Nah. I think we. People might hate. People might hate. I mean... Don't you guys... Don't do that. Don't. Please. There's no point. Don't do that. (laughs)